Hi, this is Charles Kelly, Money Tips. How are you doing today? Hope you're having a good day. I'm here in, in London where it's nice and sunny. It's a beautiful day. And uh, obviously we're still in lockdown, so there's not many people, I'd, I'd say, out and about. But to, to be honest, I've never seen so many people uh, out walking with families. I mean, I've, I've never just never seen that before. It, it's normally, um, you just kind of see people, you know, drive into the to the shopping mall and in their big uh, four by fours and and getting out and and that sort of thing. I, I just haven't seen so many people actually uh walking and riding bikes with with families um in fact during the first part of the lockdown i remember going out for a walk and there wasn't anybody on the streets it was empty it was like what's going on here uh but now you go out you, you you're bumping into people you can't move fact you're walking down the pavement you're avoiding each other you're sort of going like this and some people are stepping out into the road almost getting run over to avoid you uh, it, it's unbelievable uh, how many people are actually out there at the moment but uh, any, anyway they, there you go that's that's uh, that, that's what's going on at, at the moment out there and uh, yeah I mean uh, at the moment the UK is still in this three-week lockdown and of course what we see uh, out in other countries that they're coming out of these lockdowns they're they're starting to uh, say well you know we've had enough of this and Germany's going back in to a more uh, a more normalized uh, world and they're starting to open up shops and starting to uh, get back to normal in in some way or another so that that's happening in in Germany and today I, I heard on CNBC news that Georgia the state of Georgia is, is saying like this Friday, that's it. We're coming out of this lockdown in a controlled manner, I, I should say, and that they're going to put measures in place. So there's a plan there. There, there is a plan. So like, this is what we're going to do. We're coming out of lockdown subject to the, these measures. And, and that makes sense to me because then we people can say, well, there's a plan here. OK, we go out, we wear our masks. Uh, we don't uh, we don't get uh, within six feet of people because this virus might jump six feet onto us uh, and we, we follow the rules. Also, they may say, well, we're not going to open up huge shopping malls. We're going to open up smaller stores and there's going to be distancing between the stores, maybe a count in, count out system, as most stores have got. You know, most people have adapted to this. Let's face it, we're not stupid. And most people can see that, yeah, OK, let's let's just have someone on the door. OK, and everyone's obeying it. People are, are standing in the road, queuing to go into shops, even small grocery shops. And we need to keep these shops alive. Uh, because otherwise, employment's going to be, you know, going to have mass unemployment, mass uh, bankruptcies and mass business closures. And it will take forever to get those businesses back up and running. Uh, I, I read today that Burger King have not paid their quarterly rent. They've withheld quarterly rent from 500 stores all over the country. Now, they're a major uh, food uh, restaurant chain. And you know, if, if you're their if you're their landlord, you're going to be feeling it now because you you've been relying on this quarterly rent, perhaps to pay your bank loan, your your commitments, and Burger King, who you would have thought is a blue chip client, they're never going to fail you, have said we're not paying our rent, just as if you had Debenhams, you'd think they are a blue chip uh, blue chip uh, client and tenant. So. You know that that's quite serious for the market, and many of those premises may be owned by pension funds. You know, so what? Well, your money could be tied up in that pension scheme that owns one of these stores, like the Debenhams, the warehouse that's gone into administration, Oasis, 
Prezzo uh, had a bit of trouble before. And you know, this is nothing new, actually. This is not just about the coronavirus because the retail sector in the high street was in trouble uh, last year. We know that. Too many people are buying stuff online and using Amazon. So, you know, shops have been replaced by these boxes of uh, standing outside garages where you go and collect your Amazon parcel or you, your vans running around everywhere. And you know, we know that Debenhams were in trouble last year. We know that uh, the British home stores went out of business last year. So we, 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 we are aware that this is becoming a problem. And when you've got companies like Burger King saying we're not paying our rent, that that is is quite serious and, and the managing director of Burger King said it could take until 2021 before things get back to normal and you've got to remember also that people who, who lose that trade for the for the month uh, since this lockdown and just before the lockdown are never going to get it back most of them will never get it back you know you if you're selling burgers you're selling fish and chips you're selling food you're selling whatever and your place is closed down you know, no matter how much people buy in the future, it's never going to make up for that loss, is it? And, you know, if, you, if you're a travel company and you've lost travel bookings, you've lost hotel bookings, you've lost room bookings as a landlord, then that, that's, that's never going to come back. And in fact, Zoopla reported that rental demand is down 42%, which is understandable. Maybe people are going back and living at home. Uh, I, I don't know. But it, it, it will affect... People with uh, service accommodation, flats, H HMOs, rooms, houses, you know, rental demand has, has fallen through the floor. You know, I know that I've got a couple of empty rooms, can't get them filled. Uh, I've been on advertising, it, it's, it's very, very difficult. So, uh, and, and this actually hit me just before the, the lockdown, a couple of people moved out and I never got, I've never not got them uh, refilled since. So... The government needs to have a better, I think, a plan to get out of this very, very quickly because the, the economy is really going to go into deep, deep recession. We're already in recession. It's going to go more than deep recession. It's going to go into depression if we're not careful to, to come out of this in a measure. It's not just saying we're closing down for three weeks. That's nonsense. We've been shut down for three weeks and you can't just say, well, we've got a further lockdown for the next three weeks. And then what? You know, I, I, don't, I don't get that. We need a better plan here. Now, there's been a lot of debate about Richard Branson. In fact, there's a petition going around saying, you know, sod, sod Branson, he's a billionaire, don't don't bail him out. And I've asked the question, should we bail him out? Should the government bail out Virgin Airlines or Virgin Atlantic to be more precise, uh, which is the international carrier? And what do you think? Do you think he should be bailed out? You could say, well, he's a billionaire, he lives on an island, he lives on Necker Island, doesn't pay any UK tax. Why do we need to bail this guy out? Uh, that's a good question. Well, first of all, I want to say also that in, in Australia, his uh, Virgin Australia has, has collapsed and gone into administration, which affects possibly 10,000 jobs, 8,000 ancillary jobs. I, I don't know how many jobs uh, Virgin Atlantic, uh, how many people they employ in the UK. But just because Richard Branson doesn't pay tax in the UK, his company pays tax. I'm sure he has paid more tax than any of us will ever, ever earn. Um, but but there you go. Also, I would say that th these airlines are not wholly owned by Richard Branson. The, the Australian one, Virgin Australia, is in fact owned by a combination of UAE, UAE government, Singapore Airlines, China's HNA and Sir Richard Branson's group. So the Virgin group, the holding company, would own a stake in, in those airlines and uh, 
and it's a similar thing in the in the UK. Uh, he doesn't own the whole of Virgin Atlantic. In fact, um, I'm just trying to look it up now. That the last I, I looked at that, the the, the Virgin Atlantic was 49% owned by Delta, uh, around a third owned by France Air KLM. And I, I don't know the exact makeup of the ownership, but it's not his personal company. So to say, well, because he's got a load of money, we can't bail him out is uh, maybe a little bit uh, unfair, particularly when you see Tesco's who were, who've received 500 million pounds of, of government aid in the UK and they're still trading and and they, they actually paid a dividend out of more than that something like 800 million pound out they paid a dividend out to their shareholders whilst getting on one hand government money and then paying out a dividend and they're still bloody trading there's still vans running around their, their stores are still open they're probably making more money than ever and they got government help so if if we can receive some sort of help if Branson can receive some sort of help to keep the company going, is that not a good thing? Well, some people, Tracy said, no, uh, no, there will be new players coming in. Time to wave goodbye to Richard Branson. Well, maybe that, maybe that's true. Maybe it's time to wave goodbye to Richard Branson. But let, let, let me put this one thing to you. First of all, he's not asking for uh, a handout. He's asking for a loan. And this is to tide the company over. Secondly, He's actually put up his island, Necker, Necker Island, as security. So I doubt if he's got a mortgage on Necker Island, but he might soon have a charge on it, a legal charge, that if he defaults on these loans, he loses his island. So you can't kind of say fairer than that. And, and, say, and thirdly, as I say, he doesn't own the whole company. So th there's a combination of things going on here. Now, other airlines are also involved with, with this company, Delta, who are in trouble as well. Uh, and they're going to be bailed out by the US government. I believe, uh, and France KLM. Now, all of these airlines are losing money. So it's difficult for them to to survive this. And, you know, if, if these these brands go, that they're gone. Now, obviously, Tracy said here that there'll be other people who can come in and take over, but I don't know who. We might see companies disappear and that's it. They're gone. And fourthly, it's good to have more airlines. Why? For the consumer, it's good to have competition. Uh, Virgin, I, I, I don't know if they've brought down prices as such, but certainly a, a lot of other airlines have, by having competitions, so, so you're trying to get a flight to Los Angeles, you only see a few airlines, don't you? Not everybody's going to Los Angeles. You're not going to get Ryanair and EasyJet going to Los Angeles. So you need competition there. You can't just have one company swallow everybody up, like a Chinese company maybe just swallows up all the airlines, and then they, they own the market, they dominate the market, and, and fares will go up. So it's good to have competition out there. And, and that's why I think it, there's no harm in giving these companies loans. And in, in, in this case, he's, he said uh, that, that he'll put up the island as security. So as far as I'm concerned, yeah, let's help uh, Virgin. Let's help keep jobs in, in the UK uh, because, you know, they employ a lot of people here in the UK, uh, thousands, I would imagine. And let, let's keep some of these companies going. We're not... He's not asking for a handout. He's asking for a help, a loan to tide the company through. After all, you know, it's not through poor trading that he's got into this position, is it? It's it's not because they've run the company recklessly. Nobody could have predicted this, this virus. And, and the lockdown has not helped anybody. So I, I think uh, it could help that we, we start ending this lockdown 
and bringing things back to normal. Travel is going to take a long time, I think, before people will be prepared to fly around like, like we used to with full flights. So it's going to be a long time before these companies get back. And don't forget that these companies also lease their planes. They, they, they don't buy their planes. So they've got you know millions of pounds of commitments there. Uh, airport uh, rent charges, um, the 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 landing slots all of these things have to be maintained and as well as all their staff and and of course the the the, the leasing of the equipment and, and airline airplanes i mean you know these airplanes cost hundreds of millions of pounds he's probably got airplanes on order for hundreds of millions of pounds on leases i i don't think just saying well, goodbye richard if, if the whole thing collapses maybe the leasing company then loses money. Everything, everybody loses money, and if it goes into administration, <coughs> then you know everybody gets wiped out. The, the debts will be just written off, including taxes that might be owed to the UK, uh, all the travel taxes. If it goes into administration, that could be just be lost to everybody. It just gets wiped out, and and the slate gets wiped clean. So, in in my opinion, my humble opinion, I would say, yes, give him some help, take a charge over his island. And let's let's give them a loan to and and to keep, to keep this company going and to, to maintain those those jobs. So that's my opinion. You might not agree with it, and and that that's fair enough. And and finally, I'd say let's let's follow Georgia. Now Georgia's only one state in America, and you have a state governor. And Georgia, some of the states in America are bigger than countries. So the economy of California would make it, I think, a top 30 economy if it, that was a country. So, so some of these states are very, very big in terms of size, population and the size of their economy. So for Georgia to do that, that's great. That's going to get part of America back working again. Um, Florida has opened its beaches and, and there's going to be a lot of civil unrest. If people are, are just cooped up like this, eventually they're going to say, hang on, why are we here? You know, uh, wh why are we stuck at home when... Um, you know, politicians can seem to roam around and do what they want. Why are we stuck here? The politicians are still getting paid. The civil servants are still getting paid. So why can't I go out and do some work so that I can get paid? And yes, the, the government help has helped a lot of people who are in employed positions, but a lot of self-employed people are not getting that help. Either they can't produce enough accounts, they can't produce the three years accounts that they need, uh, or they've fallen through the net somehow, or they haven't been self-employed long enough. They're not getting any help. And even if they do get a loan or some sort of help, you know, it's, it's not really enough. It doesn't replace their business and the business they've lost is gone forever. Now, you can do something to keep your business going. You can do things online. You can be creative and, and try and come out of this stronger because things are not going to be the same in the future. But I do feel for the, some self-employed people who maybe it's not their own business. Maybe they're just working for somebody on a self-employed basis. They're in that sort of gig economy. Uh, my, my own daughter's like this. She works uh, in the film industry. She's freelance. So it's not easy for her to just go out and create a film company. Uh, but she could do some stuff from home. I don't know. But, uh, it, it, you know, when your job is just gone like that, it takes time to recover. So I think my, 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 my point here is to get the economy moving again in some form or another, some controlled way so that we can get things moving restart the British economy and the American economy, just like China has. And yeah, keep it under control, of course, but just, just get things moving. And finally, I'd like to say is congratulations to Captain Tom Moore. He opened the new Nightingale Hospital remotely today. Uh, what a fantastic guy. In case you don't know and you're abroad, um, Captain Tom decided to walk 
for NHS charities. He's 99 years old. He's a war hero from the Second World War. I think he's 99 on the 30, 100 on the 30th of April. And he decided to just go out and walk. And he said he'd walk the length up and down the length of his garden and tried to raise a thousand pounds. And this took off in the media and the BBC. And then it went to hundreds of thousands, then millions. He's reached 27 million now, 27 million pounds. He's got a record out with Michael Ball, which I think is going to hit number one this week. And he's amazing. He should be knighted. I hope he will receive a knighthood. So we want Captain Sir Tom Moore coming out. So well done to Captain Tom Moore. I think it, it touched the heart of the nation. It warmed the heart of everyone to see this guy on, on a Zimmer frame, hunched over like that, determined to get out there and walk. I don't know how many laps he's done, but what an amazing guy. And he's so humble about it. He said, look, he's just doing his bit. This is the guy who fought in the Second World War, probably one of the, the last few remaining heroes of the Second World War who fought for freedom of our country. That, that word freedom is important because we need our freedom back uh, so that we can end this house arrest. So thanks very much. Uh, have a good day. Get out there and get some exercise, get some air and stay safe. Thanks. And thanks for tuning in, everybody. Beck, Fanny, uh, Tracy and oh, I've lost you there, Karen. Dale, Joe Miller, thank you very much for, for tuning in on, on Facebook Live. Great to see you and thanks for your comments. Bye for now.